Welcome back to the Pain and Purpose podcast, where we talk about how God takes our deepest pain and turns it into our greatest purpose. I'm your host, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, and you are coming in on the continuation of our Pain and Purpose series. Over the past couple weeks, we've been talking about just the various things that we can expect when it comes to purpose. And in the very first week, we talked about what to expect when you're expecting. The second week, we talked about the struggle to believe. And today, we're going to be talking about the power to conceive. Now, this is so important and something that I am really humbled to reflect on because I think a lot of times, especially if we're in situations where we're doing something with our business or if we are kind of going through the same routine that we've gone through for a while, over time we forget that God is the one who gave us the initial vision. And for those of you who listened to the first couple weeks and you know my backstory about getting out of debt, I think that there came a time and a season where... I was working so hard like it depended on me. And because I was working like it depended on me, it gave me a lot of anxiety. There was a lot of shame because I felt like, okay, well, I should be farther along in my debt repayment journey. And something that I've had to remind myself in recent weeks is that, yes, I have to be faithful in fulfilling the assignment that God has given me, but I also have to understand in situations where things did not go the way that I expected, and I know that I did all that I could in a particular situation, it's a faith-building opportunity because I get to say to God, you know what, God? You are the one who told me this was going to come to pass, and your word says that it cannot return back to you void. And so if you are telling me that this is going to come to pass, and it's not happening in the timing that I expected or the packaging that I expected, then that opportun- that opens up a door for me to get excited about the new way that you're going to deliver on this promise. And so when we talk about the power to conceive, it really is refocusing our attention on God and his sovereignty. And I know that if you're someone who's like me, or if you have a type A personality where you're like, okay, but this is supposed to go this way because I prepared this way or because I wrote it down on my vision board or whatever the case may be, then you will end up putting yourself in a position to be stressed or be anxious or even be angry, angry with God that he doesn't seem to be operating in accordance with your timing. But just, I want you to know that God is good, that he can do all things well. And as the verse that we're going to read today says, that nothing is impossible with him. So we're going to read out of Luke 1, verses 35 through 37, and it says, And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, relative Elizabeth in her old age has conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. What I love about Mary is her willingness to be a part of this story. And I don't know how much of a choice she really had in it. I don't know if she told the angel, you know what? No, that doesn't really work with my schedule. How he would have responded. But 
we see in the person of Mary, we see this radical obedience and this radical willingness to be used for God's purposes. And I find it so interesting because many of us pray to be used by God, but then many times when he shows us how he wants us to use, when he shows us how he wants to use us, panic sets in or doubt sets in, or we think, well, you know, I thought you would maybe do something more exciting and not this thing that was totally unexpected. But Mary knew that in order for this thing to come to pass, she had to position herself to believe something that she had never seen. And over time, she experienced an increase in faith as God increased the growth of her baby. In the same way that she could feel something on the inside of her growing, you and I feel growth too the moment we decide to focus less on ourselves and more on what God is trying to do. God God could have picked someone from a noble background to give birth to a king, but from the outside looking in, God was willing and even desired to choose someone who was ordinary. And the moment he did, he removed any excuse anyone could ever have and spoke directly against so many women's insecurities. How, you might ask? He implanted purpose in Mary before she got married. In the years that I've worked in women's ministry, I always share what God does that I always share that God does not need a man in your life to start working out your purpose. In fact, I believe one of the signals that you're with the right person is that they don't take away from what God wants to do through your life. Instead, they're right there cheering you on to be all that he has called you to be. They take up the role of a doula or a midwife, and they help you get into position so that you can receive God's immaculate conception. It's so important to understand that that which he has placed in your womb has much less to do with your power and much more to do with his capabilities. It has more more to do with his might and his power and less to do with your insecurities. And even as I think about this. I think about my prayer life, honestly. I know that's a topic that we've talked about together over the past few weeks, and that was the only episode that I recorded in 2021 was how I had stopped praying because I think over time I started believing that the outcome of the prayer was dependent on me, and that just felt like too much pressure. It felt like too much pressure, honestly. And I just kept thinking to myself, you know, what if I pray for this person's healing and it doesn't happen? What if I pray to have a stronger marriage and I don't have one? What if I pray for my sons to be protected from the horrible things that happen in this world and they're not? can I handle that? Or or would I be able to handle the disappointment that comes along with that? And my answer was no. And so in order to kind of reserve myself from that pain, right, to try and keep myself back from that pain, I had stopped praying. And it's something I'm still struggling with every day where I'm, I'm struggling to pray beyond the four walls of my prayer closet again, to be able to say, you know what, God, I'm going to have big faith. I'm going to have big hope. I'm going to have big expectation. I'm going to 
yield myself to be used by the power of your Holy Spirit to speak life to people that I interact with daily, to speak life into the person who's in the grocery store line or to pray over the person who is in the hospital or whatever the case may be. And I have to remind myself that it does not fall on me that God is the one who answers as he wills it. And even in situations where he does not answer the way that I expect, I can still be confident in his goodness. What's amazing about God is that he does not call amazing people. He just doesn't. If you look through the Bible, many of the people that God called, they had speech impediments. They had things that they struggle with morally. Scripture says that Paul had a thorn in his side that we we were not told exactly what it was. We know Peter kind of had a temper problem over here slicing people's ears off. But nevertheless, God said, you know what? That's the person I'm going to use for my kingdom purposes. And in 1 Corinthians 1.26, God says that he uses the foolish things to confound the wise things. And if he did not, we would be convinced that the reason he was so determined to birth a powerful promise through us is because we had the credentials that deserved it. So many times we, or I'll just make it personal and say that I doubt God's promises, chalking them up as my own dreams visions or fantasies, but if I'm in alignment with God, I have to trust that I hear him clearly and believe the words of Ephesians 2 and 13, which says, for it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. What a blessing it is to know that the very desires that we have in our heart, if we are people who are seeking God on a regular basis, that those very desires that we have that we might dismiss as as something that we are just coming up with on our own are actually coming directly from him and that he is the one who is working on the inside of us to bring those things to fruition. Isaiah 55, 8 through 11 reads, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. As the rain and the sun come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God is still the man with the master plan. All he asks us to do is walk in it. And remember, the power is in God and not us. So that should remove a lot of our anxieties. We can find rest in the fact that we don't have to do the heavy lifting.